Hello, and welcome to the Mind Fitness Mentor Podcast. I'm your host, Ursh, and my role as your mentor is to help fuel, feed, and grow your brain to enable you to live your best life. That's right, I want to help you create your life by design. As the owner of New Zealand's longest running women's gym and health and wellness coach for over 22 years, I've had the privilege of helping thousands of women transform their bodies. And what I've learned is the key to all success starts with transforming your thinking. My mission for this podcast is to enlighten and brighten your day. Hey, 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 it's episode number 32. And guess what today is all about? It's part four of Reduce Your Frustrations, part of our mini-series, and today is number four, Love and Connection. Thank you very much. <laughs> this is my favorite one. This is Sam's favorite. Why is this one your favorite one? Because love and connection is really important to me. Yeah. But, yeah. It's, I think there's, you know, like you have ones that just really mean something to you and you some you don't really connect with, even though they're all human needs. This one, I know that I need a lot of love and therefore my connection has to be high and you love connection I love like connection. connection's huge so connection is massive for me and it's actually one of my um, core drivers so we can talk about that a little bit later however before we get started today I wanted to, to say a huge thank you to Sarah who reached out to me and sent me a private message I've had quite a few messages about significance and as expected People have contacted and reached out to me regarding more information and, you know, thank you for giving us the information about putting other people down and gossip. So this is one of the biggest common areas that we deal with, uh, with running a coaching business and running a women's only gym. People are always talking about why do people always talk about other people? Like, instead of being positive, why do people feel it necessary to put other people down? Or, I'm starting to put other people down and I don't know what that's about. I don't like being that person anymore and how can I create change around it? So, Sarah messaged me and she was from, um, actually, Dallas in America. And she was saying that this really stood true to her because what she wasn't understanding was in the environment that she was in, she was starting to become the person that was putting other people down. And so she just messaged me and said, thanks so much for, you know, clearly saying or stating what the difference was between, you know, why I'm getting frustrated. And one of the things that I can do to become more fulfilled is become the leader of myself and leader of others. So she's going to start spending more time with the people that really matter to her and start living her dream of being a mum and moving into the education sector about being someone that looks after other people's children and is really proud of herself for creating that awareness and then taking action steps necessary to make sure that she stays in fulfillment land as opposed to frustration land. So Sarah, thank you so much for taking time out of your day for to message me and share what your takeaways were from this episode. And so all the other people, I think this one we've had our like we've probably had over 10 people message us about this and ask more questions about it. And significance, I guess, was the biggest one we've had so far. Mm. So if you haven't had an opportunity to listen to those episodes, we actually broke significance down into two episodes. So we did the first episode about how to get, if you're feeling frustrated about significance, um, then that was our first episode about significance. And then the second one was how to be more resourceful and get more fulfillment. And we broke them down and that seems to be a really great way to deliver it. So 
wonderful to hear from everybody and so great to know that everyone's getting so much value from this yay 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 so let's move on to love and connection so let's start with a quote by Brene Brown a connection is the energy that exists between two people when they feel seen heard and valued when they can give and receive without judgment love that what do you think about that one Sam I think it's spot on. I think she nailed this one perfectly because it is energy. You get energy from people, you feel that energy, and if you're in that right state when the energy is right, without a doubt you feel a deep connection and you know that you can be yourself and that you'll never be judged. And you can see that with your closest of friends and people that are closest to you, that doesn't matter what you say, they will never judge you and they'll only hold you and maybe give you advice or whatever it is they'll do, but you feel safe. Yeah, we do. So... Whether we realize it or not, love is the thing that we need more than anything else. That's right. Love is the thing that we need above all else. When we love 100%, we feel alive and it is a powerful force. Like it's an extremely powerful force. And when we don't feel love and we feel judged, we have disconnect. So this is why love and connection is the same, same. So a strong feeling of closeness or union with someone or something else is what we're going to be talking about today and why that's matter, why that matters. And, you know, are you feeling frustrated and are you feeling fulfilled? So wherever you sit on the frustration or the fulfillment wheel, you get to create change around what you want to create change around today. And that's why I love this series. It all starts with awareness. So what Tony Robbins says is if connection or love, right, or love or connection, so we're going to, you know, bound those words up together, is your top basic human need, like it's the number one, you're basically constantly seeking out close relationships with someone or something, so you're constantly doing that at an unconscious level, so you truly understand that love wakes you up to the gift of life, people need love, and this can lead to some incredibly fulfilling relationships. However, it can also cause you to sacrifice self-care in order to take care of others or maintain a partnership. Oh now, Sam really wants to talk about, she's not like nudging me under the <laughs> table. So I'm, I, I'm guessing there's something that you've, that's given you an aha moment. Share that with us. It was. That whole concept there of sacrificing self-care and taking care of others or maintaining a partnership. If we look right back now, in 2022, like it's April now, and we're looking at Married at First Sight Australia, and we've got a couple in there, Mitch and Ella. And Mitch is very Mitch, and Ella is giving up everything and just watching every word she says and in doing everything possible to maintain the partnership. She's not doing self-care because she's too scared to speak up because she thinks he'll walk away, which, if you're watching right fear. now, is a probably a very... Um, what do you call it, legitimate fear, because he hasn't given any indication that he'll stick around if she wants something different to what he's willing to offer. So that's just an example of someone giving up some self-care in order to maintain a relationship that probably isn't the best. So I want you to think about relationships that you've had in your past, or maybe you're currently in that relationship, where you're sacrificing your needs or your self-care, you're putting your dreams or your goals or your um, ambitions on the windowsill so that you can put other someone else's, your significant other's needs first, because you feel like that if you were that person that you would lose them. 
because you will do anything to hold on to love and connection regardless of what that means for you so lots of people find themselves in relationships that they're doing things that they don't want to be doing but they will sacrifice that so that they can feel love and connection regardless if it's resourceful unresourceful or you know it's causing frustration or fulfillment they will stay in that relationship so if you can identify you know in some of your relationships in your past or maybe one right now where you can say oh that's me then you're going to love this session today what's really interesting is for love many people are willing to do extraordinary things for others like they'll just go over and above right and whether it's the love that you have for your parent or sorry a parent has that love for their child or you have that love in a romantic relationship you'll do extraordinary things however if you don't feel like you can can get love like if you don't feel like it's even an option you will actually settle for connection even if those connections don't serve you now I want you to think about that so if you feel like you can't get love you actually settle for connection even if the connection doesn't serve you so I'm curious have you ever been in a relationship where you know that there is no love or there's no capability of love whether that's come from you or your partner or you're in a friendship as well right so it's that unconditional love you stay in the relationship because it still has connection so lots of people will stay in abusive relationships whether that's verbally abusive or physically abusive because they still have that connection they think that by having some form of connection and I've got someone to you know hold me or be in, in in bed with me at night time and cuddle me that they're going to even though they're not uh, accepting the fact that there will it will be a loveless relationship connection will step in even though it doesn't serve you because you're you know you're robbing yourself of the gift of having a loving relationship so that's really important to understand so there are a lot of ways that we get connection so whether it's through a friendship a pet or even connecting to nature less constrictive ways of getting connection are through social media sacrificing our authenticity to conform to a group or people pleasing so we're about to jump into what's really important if you are feeling frustrated in this area of your life and maybe this is one of your core drivers maybe this is one of the things where you know that loving connection is so important to you and right now it's causing you a lot of frustration so if that's you grab a pen and a piece of paper let's move into what is some of the action steps that can teach you or show you that you're feeling a lot of frustration when it comes to connection and love now remember connection and love is a strong feeling of closeness or union with someone or something all right so let's start with the frustration so remember unresourceful so if you're getting this need met knowing full well that we have six core needs that we must get met at an unconscious level so we bring in conscious awareness around those needs so that you get to create the life by design as opposed to life by default your life by design so the first one is if we're getting this need met unresourcefully remember that's if it's not good for us it's not good for others and it's helping us focus on fear or worry so let's look at the number one number one is needing and why does that matter so again Sam's tapping me she's tapping me there's another math story coming your way and if you haven't watched maths yet I am going to celebrate you because oh, it's taking up way too much time of our life but you know what we're getting our uncertainty need met in a really unresourceful way right now we're fully aware of that we just look forward to it and then we sort of celebrate the fact that how we're never like that 
but people do live in this drama. We're living in someone else's drama just by watching it. So needy is number one. So if you're feeling frustrated, um, you're going to be needy. So can you give us an example of that? Right. So this is why maths is such a great social experiment, because you actually get to see behaviors of people. So if you can actually step outside of it and realize that you are prop, you're either going to be one going, I get you, sister, or you're going to be the one going, oh my gosh, have you seen what's been happening? So there's another <laughs> couple in here, and for the life, Olivia and Jackson, I think they're called. So Olivia definitely is getting her love and connection in a very needy way. She's extremely needy of Jackson. So they've gone for homestays, and he goes and he goes, come on, honey, this is what I do. I go to the gym. And she's like, no, not, no, you don't go to the gym now. You spend time with me. She wants him to be with her 24-7. She's not willing to give him his freedom to do the things that he still wants to do and therefore has become very needy. And um, she is quite codependent on him. And that's the way she's trying to get her love and connection need met. But it is a very unresourceful way. She's going to be very frustrated because by being needy, you're also probably going to have negative um, connection um, experiences because now you are forcing something onto somebody else that they're not necessarily wanting or needing in their life because they're not needy like you are. If you're both needy, then that's fine. You can live in neediness together. <laughs> you can be codependent on Go, each you other. You can be codependent on each other and it's all good. But if you've got one person that's just constantly... And I do see this a lot with women, and I'm sure it's exactly the same with men, but being a woman's only gym, I do hear it a lot with, with members. Mm. That, you know, they just want more time. They want more time. They want more time. And men go, oh, you're being so needy. But if the men actually gave the woman just that little bit of time and went out on a date or let's do something together, there wouldn't be that feel of neediness coming from their woman. And therefore, it wouldn't be so frustrating for women that are looking for that love and connection and struggling to get it. And they're getting it in this unresourceful way of being needy. Because what else can you do? You're not getting it the other way. Mm. And I guess an even deeper... Um need here is you know that neediness but also codependence and you know if you recognize these behaviors like you know manipulation and emotional bullying and caretaking to the detriment of your own wellness so you're taking care of your children so much so that you are not taking care of your needs like you're making their school lunches at midnight but you've just finished a bowl of our KFC or something like that like it's about you you're looking after them at a really good level and you're making sure they get the exercise and they're getting to bed early and you know their nutritional needs are getting met and then they're getting their cuddles with the I love you and you're not getting that in return that can also you know backfire on you and make you codependent you know uh, suffocating so suffocating your partner suffocating you and people pleasing so you're ignoring your own needs and you're then getting frustrated or angry so in your relationship if you notice that it's you're doing all the work in the relationship you know then just question whether you're being codependent as opposed to being your own leader okay number two um self-harm so many many you hear all the time now it's becoming a big thing amongst mm. young teenagers high schools there's a lot of self-harm cutting mm. has become a really big thing um and it's it's, it's really sad but here you see all these young girls i don't really hear about it so much in the boys schools and i'm sure it's it is around mm. as well but i hear a lot about it of um, young girls that are looking for love looking for connection getting a lot of a rejection 
quite often it's that, it's that age group between 13 and 16 that it seems to start, where girls are probably a lot more hormonally um, ready for love and relationships with young boys who all they want to do is hang out with their mates and they're not interested. And if they're not getting a lot of love and connection in, in their home and from their family, mm. they're going to be looking for it elsewhere. And so that's where the slashing and the cutting and the self-harm and of all sorts of shapes and forms is now coming through. So it's really horrible. Lots of parents, I guess, in the la- more so in the last two years have reached out to us from this behavior and this is one of the things that come down to love and connection like unconditional love in the family like knowing that as a teenager you're going to make your own mistakes and you're going to do things that your parents really don't agree with and they you know you're going to you know as a parent you're going to judge behavior and that can be seen as you know a disconnect of connection and love between the parent and the child so they will seek things like self-harm or you know and self-harm can come in many ways self-harm can be in overeating it can be in taking um, excess drugs or alcohol so it's actually the opposite of self-love so if you're harming yourself it's your way of getting your love and connection met in a really unresourceful way so it's really common and it starts a lot younger and that behavior can escalate if they're in a family where the parents are not emotionally available to their children and what I mean by that is that your parents are doing the best that they can so if you can identify with this it's remember it's not your parents fault necessarily but it could mean that your parents were also brought up in in a time and an environment where you know they were not praised or they their parents were not able to show love or connection so what will tend to happen is that the child feels like they are being judged and that they can't be seen or being heard in all of their authenticity and and just show up as being them so they tend to seek love and connection for other behaviors from other groups of people so number three sam number three is unhealthy relationships oh so we kind of tapped onto that slightly when we were in the intro earlier and that's about being in a relationship like with somebody that you're not actually you're not really supposed to be with them you know they're just not your person and, but you're sticking with it because it's rather what the devil you know than the devil you don't. Um, you'd rather be with somebody and be un- unhappy than actually be alone. Hmm. And just in a way, it's desperate to just have love and connection and you'll take whatever you can get. And for most people, you know, if we were in relationship or when we're in relationships, if we have a values match, that relationship is able to operate at a deep, more meaningful level. So there are some ways of being in a, I mean, there's some resourceful and unresourceful patterns. So if you're in an unhealthy relationship, again, so if you are um, both drinkers, let's say, and before you know it, they end up, you know, they're not a drinker. So they're a drinker and you're not a drinker. Uh, 90% chance that you're either going to turn into a drinker or you're going to break up. So if you go into a relationship with people and it's unhealthy because they have been brought up in an environment where it was okay to scream and yell. So they, you know, that's how their parents dealt with an argument. Instead of being um, adult about it, it was causing drama. Remember that significance we talked about last week and it's like raising your voice, um, my way or the highway, all of those types of things, putting each other down. That's going to be an unresourceful way to get your connection need met. So you end up being in a relationship that you don't really want to be in. So if your parents' relationship was unhealthy, you may find yourself in the same type of situation. 
So lots of people say they end up marrying their mothers or their fathers. So Yeah, mm. that's right. And that's not because we want that, right? So let's be really clear, unless, you know, that's exactly what you do want. But we end up mimicking the patterns and the habits of our um, relationships that have gone before us. And unhealthy relationships not only apply to our, our um, significant other, mm. it also is with your children, so, you know, do you end up in screaming matches with your kids? Do you um, have unhealthy relationships at work because you're trying to control situations or because you're not getting your significant need met? Or are you getting connection and love at work? So maybe you don't want to go to Friday night drinks and everyone else is going to Friday night drinks, so you feel that you have to drink in order to have that connection and love. You know, years ago when there was, you know, smoking was not as... Um, Easily, it was easily accessible. You could smoke on flights and you had smokers' rooms and you could just smoke anywhere and it was socially acceptable. And nowadays it's not so socially acceptable. So people will be, you know, if you, if you know someone else that smokes, you have an unhealthy relationship with them. So you go and it's almost like you hide and you do things in secret because it, it enables you to feel love and connection from someone else that's doing that. Okay, next one. Uh, number four is connection through problems, for example, drugs and alcohol and alcohol. So maybe you've, you've got a friend that it's your go-to friend. So you, you know that no matter what, let's go and get some drugs and we'll have a great time or we'll go and get drunk and we'll have a great time. And, but there's no real love or real connection with that person. It's just that they are, they have a common problem with you, whatever that problem might be. And so therefore you commiserate and share it with each other and therefore you have a connection um, that maybe other people don't understand that side of you. And so you've got this negative relationship with somebody to get your connection need met. Yeah, and like um, I was just actually having this conversation with my mum earlier this week and I was talking about when I first came out and I was 17 at the time and I didn't feel any connection or any love. So my immediate family really struggled with me uh, being a lesbian, the group of friends that I was hanging out with was sort of okay, but not really okay. And it was a really hard time for my parents to accept the fact that, you know, their daughter was a lesbian. It wasn't as so open as what it is nowadays. And I'm not saying that it is easy for people to come out. And I was just saying to my mum that if people lack connection and people lack unconditional love, they will seek other people or other environments or other groups of people so that they can be part of something that they think is okay so that they can get the connection and they can have acceptance and they can have love so as a consequence of not being accepted in my uh, tribal culture I moved to Australia so I moved to Australia for five years and it was okay for me because when, once I moved to Sydney I was in an environment where being gay was accepted I felt connection with other people that were going through the same journey and if not worse than me and I felt unconditional love so it didn't matter what I wanted to wear how I was being seen or how I showed up I was part of a bigger what I thought at that time a bigger family however what comes with you know you moving out and not being part of that tribal culture is now you adopt and apply the print the uh, behaviors of that community and that connection and so when I moved into the gay scene there were lots of drugs and lots of alcohol and that was a way of that community 
um, being able to, you know, just numb out their feelings and run away from what was really going on for them. So they were also lacking connection and love. So by simply going out to dance parties and, you know, dropping tablets or getting really wasted or drinking alcohol, they would then connect with other people doing the same unresourceful pattern or behavior so that they would then get connection and unconditional love. All right. Yeah. And the last one, number five, is if you don't love me, I'll hurt myself. So you often hear this sometimes, maybe in your, your life it might not be somebody you know, but somebody you've seen it on TV, you've heard it through other friends. And it's that terrible moment in time where somebody says to their partner, if you leave me, I'll kill myself. And it's putting that un ridiculous amount of pressure on somebody mm. else to have to stay in that relationship with you because you need their love so much that you can't live without them which is an extremely unresourceful way of getting connection because obviously the love and connection in that relationship isn't very healthy mm. um because you wouldn't need to you go on with that well i guess it's not very healthy because you know someone is threatening to harm themselves or hurt themselves because they're looking for acceptance they're looking for approval more importantly they're looking for connection and they're looking for unconditional love and a lot of people in today's day and age are not capable they're not emotionally mature enough to be able to love unconditionally we just haven't been taught this it's not something that our parents said you know this is how life is going to rock and roll like our parents were doing the best that they could do they didn't have a workbook we didn't have a workbook and now you know we're in a in a time in our lives where we've got we can tap into information like this and we can become better human beings. We can become more emotionally available to not only the, our family members, but also our friendships. And also our, when we show up with at a, at a more emotional, mature level, we're able to be more proactive and less reactive. So when you can own your stuff, when you can own what is yours and you can identify that connection and unconditional love is not about the other person making you know immense sacrifices for you like connection and unconditional love is an inside game so if you're trying to you know outsource that externally and you have an expectation that other people make you happy other people it's their job to look after you then you know you could it'd be very very common for you to be frustrated right now when it comes to connection and love because it's something that you've never been taught so I truly hope that this is something that you're connecting with and identifying with. So I just want you to be really ruthless right now. So we're just going to wrap, wrap up what was happening there. What, what was the five ways that we could get our signif oh, significance, our connection and love need met. So it was from being needy, right? It was also self-harming, uh, unhealthy relationships, uh, connection through problems, e.g. like drugs or alcohol, uh, sex is also another one in there and then uh, if you don't love me I'll hurt myself so those are the five so out of those I would just like you to put pause right now and just write down what came up for you what stood out for you where in your past perhaps have you been the person that has shown or maybe you're still that person now that is in a relationship where you feel in order to have connection and love you're making sacrifices and you're compromising so maybe you're not, you know, feeling fulfilled, you're feeling frustrated. So once you can identify behavior, 
the beautiful thing is is that you get to create change around it so be really honest be really open about that and before we move on to the fulfillment one of the areas that you might notice a lack of connection you know across the world right now it has been with COVID so we've spent two years in disconnect so we all need human connection and love we all need it whether we whether we admit that or not the fact is the fact is that it is our number one so if we don't have connection and we don't have love right we are going to meet that in an unresourceful way we're going to turn into needy people. We're going to potentially self-harm. We're going to have those unhealthy relationships. We're going to connect through uh, different problems like alcohol and drugs and sex. You know, and we are going to start saying things about other people. Like if you don't love me, I'll hurt myself. Because we're trying to find that level of connection and love that is more fulfilling. So at the moment, and you know, this is one of the things that I'm really passionate about and in working with a lot of people through COVID in the past six months, what I've identified is mums are really struggling with their children. Like their, their kids are starting to misbehave. Their, their kids are becoming more needy. Their children are starting to have outbursts. And their, the, the parent, instead of coming at that with unconditional love and compassion and understanding, are tending to come through that with judgment. And it's not intentional. It's just something that people are not aware of. It's an unconscious behavior because we become more reactive as opposed to proactive. And that's because choice has been taken from us and connection has been taken from us. So, you know, once we lack connection, that's where addiction starts. Like with lack of connection, that's where addiction starts, whether that's addiction, you know, from a causing drama, addiction on social media, addiction on social, on gaming, addiction on drugs, like all of those addictions on, dra you know, drama and having those com really difficult conversations because you're reactive. So, you know, knowing that connection is our number one and we've been told that we can't hug people anymore, we can't high five people anymore, the outcome of the last two years is going to be really interesting because you know people have made such significant sacrifices by listening to this is how we must roll out with this pandemic well this pandemic has now cost not only two years of our life but it's going to have a rollover effect on many more years to come so i'm expecting that you know suicide rates which is i mean we all know have increased the self-harm is going to be at an all-time high needy people are going to be extremely needy because they haven't had connection and love they're also going to be okay in themselves to have unhealthy relationships because they weren't taught for two years of our life, we were taught that we weren't allowed to have connection and love. So unhealthy relationships is something that instead of seeking love, they'll be going for connection that could be really frustrating and unresourceful. So that's just something that you want to be aware of is how have you been playing out in the whole COVID lockdown? Do you know how has your relationship changed? How needy have you become? Like how are you getting connection and unconditional love? How are you getting those two needs met? Are they resourceful or are they unresourceful? Because no one would blame you if, if you're, you know, in the frustration boat. Like I'm, I'm a hugger. So I'm like, I want to have connection every single day. Like it's important for me to have connection. Right, so I want to have nine hugs by nine o'clock every single morning, and to the point of all the detriment of me crossing other people's boundaries, it's like that's my connection and that's my love. So that's been taken away from me. It's like it's no longer there. So now it's not safe, and now it's not acceptable to hug people and high five people. And people have been driven by so much fear by watching the news that the disconnect with connection and love is at an all-time high. 
So you self-harm, right, either by self-harming yourself, by cutting yourself, or self-harming yourself by excess drinking, or self-harming yourself by excess eating. So, you know, it's just something worth thinking about. So an article in the Frontiers in Psychology that I had been reading said that prolonged isolation can adversely affect physical and emotional health, altering sleep and nutritional rhythms as well as reducing opportunities for movement. As a result, the the natural channels of human expression and pleasure becomes depressed with a tended impact on mood and subjective well-being. Furthermore, in accordance with the current regulations, we have begun to behave as if other potential uh, other people are potentially dangerous for our health and for the health of our loved ones. This turn of events has cultivated a new universal belief based on vulnerability to harm, whereby proximity to fellow humans being posed as a direct threat. So to date, more and more people are avoiding social relations no longer by imposition, but as a choice, a decision initially moved by the fear of an invisible enemy and by the total uncertainty about what is right to do, not to do, to say, not to say, to think, not to think, derived from the information, ambiguous and conflicting, that we've received. In turn, This determines behavior that will gradually replace our worldwide view and interpersonal relationships. So some of the most common psychological disorders that are emerging now are anxiety, panic, obsessive compulsive symptoms, even insomnia, like people are not aware that insomnia is a consequence of isolation. Digestive issues, so autoimmunes are on the increase, gut health is being compromised as well as depressive symptoms and post-traumatic stress syndrome. So these are not only direct consequences of the pandemic, but they're also largely driven by the effects of prolonged social isolation. So that is the lack of interaction with others. The medical journal The Lancet recently published an article from which a clear and alarming picture emerges. Periods of isolation, even less than 10 days, can have long-term effects with the presence up to three years later. Now, how's that? So, you know, the more TV that we're watching right now, the more fear that we are creating. The more TV that we're watching right now, the more worry we are creating. So we're disconnecting from love and we're turning our love into fear. And when we're driven by fear, we then become judgmental. And this is why you get, you know, the the battle with the unvaccinated and vaccinated. And it's all driven by fear. You know, it's not about health anymore. It's long gone health and it's become about money. However, the views of both people are really strong. So, you know, if you're not vaccinated, you're not doing this and you're not doing that and you're not part of society. So they're deliberately and um, unintentionally, well, they're not deliberately, actually, they're unintentionally, you know, providing an opportunity for other parts of the community to feel disconnected. So there's segregation and discrimination happening. And to be fair, it's a really sad state of affairs. And when you sit back and you look at this, you know, with an an open mind from both sides. So the vaccinated are really fearful, right? So they think that with getting the virus that they're going to potentially get sick and die or their loved ones that are not vaccinated are going to get sick and die. 
and the on the on the opposite side you've got people that could be choosing to be unvaccinated that are really scared that their loved ones are going you know they're putting an experimental drug potentially into their body that hasn't been tested and it's an experiment so they're really scared that if they put it into their body or their children's body or to their family's body that they're going to end up with some sort of illness or you know it's unhealthy for their body so on both sides of the fence fear has been created massively like on both sides of sides of the fence and when we have fear and judgment we disconnect from love and connection so we no longer come from a place of love we come from a place of judgment and when we come from a place of judgment we have disconnect and when we have disconnect it's conquer and divide so it also means that we're no longer in a position where we can connect with people because we're too busy judging people so we are unconsciously creating separation into our own country and that's something that you know both me and Sam have witnessed on both sides of the fence as we've been going through this is that there's two parties and they're really strong on, on either side and both have valid points however if you just looked at it from a point of is this causing you frustration or is this is this actually causing you fulfillment because at the moment this on mainstream media anyone that's watching mainstream media if you're not focused on fear and worry I will apologize personally like I just every single person I'm like stop watching TV and as soon as they stop watching TV it helps balance their central nervous system they no longer focused on fear and worry they become more compassionate at le less judgmental upon other people and that's whether you know you've chosen to be vaccinated or unvaccinated but that's just a really good example right now of how unconsciously you could be the person that's judging other people because of your fear and worry and you're projecting that onto other people. Whoa, we just went off on a whole other tangent right then and I've just had a look at the time and you know what that means? We are going to move on to fulfillment for tomorrow's episode because this is just like super long. But I think in today's, there's actually not even a but involved in this. I think in today's day and age to have a little bit more love and compassion and come from a place of love and compassion and less judgment, our world would be a way better place. So I think this was so important that we cover all of the frustrations that it, you know could be potentially happening in your life. And tomorrow what we're going to jump into at a nice deep level is how you can get more fulfillment, how you can get more connection, how you can get more love into your life in a more resourceful way so that you can feel fulfilled. So to wrap up today's session, I just want to share a final quote with you from Brene Brown. So if you are not familiar with any of her work, I highly recommend Googling her. She's got some phenomenal books that are just, they're just beautiful and I'm sure that you'll love them. Connection is why we're here. It is what gives purpose and meaning to our lives. And I'm going to leave you with that quote. Have a most wonderful day and we'll see you tomorrow for our second part of this mini series, Connection and Love. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it, please share it with a friend or share it on the socials. And don't forget to tag me on hashtag MFM, Mind Fitness Mentor. And if nobody's told you today, remember, you are loved, you matter, and you are more than enough. Remember, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. I can't wait to see you then.